I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Welcome along the live lounge. We've made it, boys. Show 100 is here. What an achievement. One, that we've made it this far. And two, that we haven't been cancelled along the way. Just that we still exist without being pushed into the dull ends of social media somewhere says says enough about how we've managed to get away with it. Yeah, happy, look, happy one hundred, you pair of veterans. <laughs> um, yeah, look, it's been it's been nuts. It's been a roller coaster <laughs> of a ride as well. We did try to get the um the housewife's choice in, but unfortunately. He's um he's gone to Miller and Carter tonight. Fancy bugger, isn't he? Monday wedding. Monday wedding. <laughs> <laughs> we, we definitely should have done like a look back, but this the season is far too busy for us to have done that on everything we've done so far. We did the, the quiz and or whatever before, but Monday wedding becoming a thing is <laughs> Monday wedding should never ever be a thing. No, I blame Boise, and then my mate stitched me up royally, didn't he? Yeah, he <laughs> did. I made the biggest deal out of Monday weddings. Tarmat is a biatch sometimes, <laughs> and that was perfect, literally yes, perfect. Dan, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not out of inst- <laughs> No, you're um, Dan Pellegrino, mate. <laughs> yeah, we're using some slightly different software tonight as well, so we can um we can try and get some of your comments up as well um which is all good yeah snake you did well at the weekend uh cheers daniel evening paddy thank you very much as always james says good evening <coughs> congratulations thank you very much how have we made it this far yeah um, thank you very much, Reese. Cracking 
lineup we've got here. Do you remember yeah, the first show? Do you remember the first one? Oh, I was car crash. Absolute we tried, we tried car crash. to simultaneously stream to Facebook and YouTube, I think. Yeah, we, we tried to do it. It was lockdown. We had absolutely no extra equipment. I'm pretty sure I was in my mum's bedroom as well because it was the only place yes. I could get some peace and quiet at home I, during lockdown. No, yeah. I had the pleasure of being able to watch that back for the quiz for the 50th show, I think it was. I wouldn't say pleasure. Um, does, I'm sure a question was around Phil saying 100%. Was it 100%? <laughs> How many times? <laughs> and yeah, you, um, was in, you was in a... I think it was one of your parents' bedrooms. You was, you was in a, a room that doesn't look set up as well as the one you're in now for a dark show. No, not quite. <laughs> yeah, to, to be fair, we've um we've come a long way in a hundred shows. It's I think it's safe to say. Uh, there's a long way to go though. We're, we're not going to get complacent with no. it. We're going to keep moving on. We've we've been testing some new equipment, and I drive now, which is a big thing. <laughs> My, my chauffeur, thank you very much. Say something. <laughs> hey, you keep you keep buying me food, mate, and I'll keep driving you wherever you want to go. <laughs> um, right, so the, the kind of plan for the show is Gary is due with us between 8.10 and 8.15. Um, so we're not going to go into anything too much now. We'll keep um, having a little chat until Gary gets here. We have a nice chat with Gary for 10, 15 minutes. Then we're going to look back on Copenhagen. We'll see how that goes. Matt will be with us around nine, which will take us into the Masters. And then wherever we go from there. Um, so a couple more. Andrew is in. Um, ah, yes. Tizzle's in. <laughs> how is how has Tiz never been the housewife's, housewife's choice, by the way? I'd turn for Tiz. He's gorgeous. You have turned for Tiz. Not you yeah, would. True. <laughs> the man that had an absolute amazing day on the Super Series. Now Cullerton is in. How are we doing, buddy? Uh, to be fair, this one as well. There's a reason for this one, Rob. I've had to cover the washing machine because we're using some new software. I can't crop our boxes. So I've had to cover the TV with the branding. That's why. He's got Gary Neville on in the background. Oh, that Dan's not happy, is he? <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, look. Um, someone asked as well. We can chat about this because it won't take long. Uh, where was it? Um, Connor says, "What do you guys think about Luke Litter qualifying for the UK Open?" I think. It just sums up just how bloody good that kid is. The first day he's eligible to play in any sort of senior PDC affiliated event and he rocks up and qualifies for the UK Open. He will be slap bang on the middle of the TV stage one for his first game at the age of 16. Thanks for coming. And do you know what? He'll probably do a job on somebody unsuspecting as well. I think he is that good. <clears throat> Let's let's be fair. Already we know two players that will play on the main stage on Friday afternoon. Luke Littler and Corey Cadby will play on the main stage. Can you imagine if they draw each other? Could you imagine oh. a 16-year-old Luke Littler telling Corey Cadby where to go? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so yeah. pleased for the carnage. And and that's before we've still got, what, another 
13 qualifiers still to play in Riley's, and there's going to be some names in that. Surely that we that are going to want to not only a place at the UK Open, but on the bid stage. Yeah, oh, completely. It's going to be it's going to be good. Um, Steve says, happy 100. Looking forward to the guest. Thank you very much, buddy. Of course, Pete is in. Thank you very much. Hope you are well, mate. Um, but yeah, when, when we saw Luke quali um, qualify, we were both like, is he 16 yet? Because that's one of the rules that you have to be 16 to play in a PDC event. Oh, I'll tell you what. And as if by magic, we are joined by the one and only Mr. Gary Anderson. How are we doing, Gary? Can I hear you? Can you not hear us? He must be able to hear you. I already know where to speak. <laughs> <laughs> Told you this would go wrong. We, we can hear you fine, mate. Can't hear a word you're saying, Phil. Is he just saying the physics, Phil? Can um, chat more. Sentence. Audio. Speaker phone. We can hear you okay, buddy. Who <laughs> <laughs> said our production's gone up since the first show? I can't hear what you're saying. We, we can hear you fine, mate. Um... <laughs> Two seconds. We can hear you. I can just hear you, but very nah. Have you turned your volume up on your phone? What's it on? What's that video Yeah. Would it help if somebody spoke while you're turning it up? Oh, did you say not how to access your mic or something? Yeah, I think. Yeah, you can, yeah. I'll come off and I'll get back in touch with you. <laughs> However, spoiler alert, I recognise the dulcet tones of who was in the background. Yes. <laughs> That's only just dropped. <laughs> That's, don't worry. Put him next to him. Spin it around. We'll have them both on. <laughs> We go again. Speak to me, Phil. Is, is that better? Nah. Oh. <laughs> it's the quietest I've ever heard you. It's a bonus, isn't it? Can we have that option as well? <laughs> no. Um, I'll drop this. There's no speaker button here. There's yeah. no speaker button. Yeah. Sentence. There he is. Oh, fuck me, I can't even see that. It needs to be touched my nose. <laughs> <laughs> Stop spilling. Oh, speaker phone. Oh, speaker phone. Go back onto the main page. I've just messaged you. That's better. There you hey! go. Hey, here he is. <laughs> the only problem is now, can he bloody see you? <laughs> <laughs> That's a bonus, mate. You don't want to see us. Uh, oh, now he's gone again. Carrying <laughs> <laughs> technology. <laughs> Honestly, Gary and technology are, are great. There he is. Whatever you did, do that again. There he is. Nah, I can't hear you again. <laughs> uh, can you hear us now, mate, or not? Whatever you've done before, it worked. We didn't do anything. 
<laughs> Settings, audio, default. <laughs> this is going exactly to plan, Tommy. We're starting yeah. this hundred show exactly how we did the first. Nah. Should be on speaker for. We'll wait now. Is that better? Turn the volume up. That's it. I can hear fine now. So you done something the other now. My volume's right. We haven't done anything. It's all you, mate. (laughs) There's a wee green thing that came up. You know what I'm like with technology. Come on, give me a break. (laughs) He's finally here. First of all, Gary, welcome along. Show 100. First of all, how are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah. Loving the dream. You've, you've kind of given the game away there, having a little little practice with Mr. Searle before the Masters. No, we're, we're painting a room. <laughs> we're playing some snooker and doing some painting. No, no, no practice. No. Yeah, he's up for the, up the night for a practice. You know, gets me off my backside. And it's not been hitting the board quite a bit recently on the ride. So, yeah, going good. I suppose it's a little bit cold for fishing at the moment. Frozen, solid. <laughs> Absolutely freezing down here, but uh, yeah, yeah. So what else can I do? You know, can't beat the weather, but uh, now a few days off, which is nice to have. I suppose one question that comes up around you and the fishing, obviously everyone knows that you love fishing, but how did it transpire that you actually got into running a fishing lake and owning one? Don't know. Don't ever ask Rachel that either. (laughs) (laughs) One of these brainwaves that I had for my retirement, you know, just something nice to to fall back on when I finish playing the darts and God, it's hard work. It's oh. absolutely brutal. You know, summertime, cutting everything down, wintertime, cleaning everything up. Uh, it's, uh, uh, it's a good hard graft, but it doesn't kill me anyway. Don't be dropping that retirement word into conversation yet. There's more in the tank. I told you I wouldn't tell you I was retiring. <laughs> I'll just disappear. <laughs> he's, got, he's, got his eyes, he's got his eyes on the seniors. That's what it is. He's seen how well the seniors are running one year. Hey, you've got me a chance to drop a lottery back twice. I'll tell you. <laughs> no, no, no. To be fair, that's one thing you've always said, Gary. That when the time is up, you don't want that fairy tale walk away like Barney had and whatever. You're just going to go and disappear. Well, that's it. You know, if I want to come back, then I can. You know, if you see you're retired, then come back. It's a bit of a oh no 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 you're retired so once you're retired you're retired and that's that's the way i see it you know so but nah hey listen i'm i'm really enjoying the darts now it's took a long a long time since i've enjoyed playing darts so yeah yeah say, is, that back? Is, is that burning burning back in the gary anderson belly that we we see i'm just enjoying it you know like i said uh, at least twice twice a week me and ryan's Having a good old session on the dartboard, and it's 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 been great. You know, I've enjoyed it. Whereas before, if somebody says you've got to drive forty-five minutes to an hour to go and have a game of darts, I'll be going, "Oh no, no, can't be, can't be bothered with that." You know, but no, it's it's been good, and I, I look forward to, to going up to us as well. We know that you like to have a tinker with equipment as well. Since the world, have you got anything new, or is it still the same same dart? Because last time you turned up with the the front-loaded one, and no, same same dart, I think. I think. <laughs> I don't know. Can you tell you? I think it's the same darts, yeah. Yeah, no, same darts. That's it. All the other ones are the ones that I've got lying about have been bins, so I've only got my, my set that I'm playing with. 
obviously, we know Rachel likes a bit of social media, and we've seen you on the um, the touchline at Ties Football and everything like that. What what kind of a dad are you watching football? Quiet, or or do you like to give it someone the touchline to him? Now, see, this is a this is a tricky moment, you know. I've always I remember my brothers playing football, and I used to go and listen. The, the parents were terrible, you know. It's kids' football. I think I'm turning into one of the parents. <laughs> No, it's you know if you see your boy getting hurt, you can't help yourself. But no, I really enjoy. You know, it's it's been a long time since I've been into football. You know, every Saturday, Sunday night, my way. He plays twice on a Saturday and on a Sunday. And I, I love it. You know, get away. We're even away watching the uh, Bath City the other week. The other week on New Year's Day, we're away watching them playing the uh, Chippenham. I think it was. Nah, nah, it's good. Kids keeping you busy because obviously we see Ty loves just about every sport going and, and cheeks as well. Is that age now where? But she's getting on with it. Well, yeah, and it's every night during the week. Ty's usually with Porter's headway, and she leaves the complete opposite end of the the county, you know. So it's absolute murder, you know. But uh, listen, they love it. It keeps them healthy, keeps them away from the telly and the computers, you know. So she's got a gymnastic that he's got his football, his kickboxing, you know, and his his gym that he does. So yeah, he's he's living the life. Back to yourself. Are you looking forward to having a year away? not playing in the Premier League, so there's this not all this travelling that you get to spend more time at home and get to concentrate on things like the Pro Tours and things like that? Yeah, looking forward to starting the Pro Tours. You know, listen, don't get me wrong, the World Series and the Premier League's been fantastic over the years, you know, but if you, if you listen to them now, they're, they're moaning about being away all the time, so, you know, someone's been out five minutes. You know, I've, I've been doing this now 20, I don't know, 25 years. You know, living out a suitcase on the road constantly. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's part of the job. You know, if, if you want this as your, your your job and your your occupation, you, you've, you've got to knuckle down and just deal with it. A uh, couple of people are asking in our chat room, Gary, what, what your main objectives are for, for this year? Just to wake up every morning, get out of bed. <laughs> 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 no, listen, I'm just... I'm I'm just looking forward to getting back in the pro tier, you know, just playing darts. Like I say, I'm playing the riding and I'm really, really enjoying it, you know. So it's that's that's been the battle that I've not had for the last three years. You know, I just yeah, I've been playing rubbish. Why have we been playing rubbish? Because I don't know what to play. You know, and it's to try doing something you don't want to do, it really it's hard to explain to people. You know, everyone does it in building trades a lot, you get I can't be can't be doing it anymore. And that's what I was like, and that's what I was feeling. But I've had a few talkings to a few certain people, and they say, "Look, this is what you've done for so many years. So just keep doing it." So yeah, better advice off them, better practice with Ryan and old Rosie. That's um, that's quite staggering because normally, obviously, I've known you a few years now, and you're not one to normally take advice. It's just like head down and get on with it. So, are you actually maturing? In, maturing as you get older? No, I'm getting grumpier. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when I've talked to you a lot. I'm great to have to speak to you. Black boy, he's going to be raging. No chance. I'm not speaking to Phil again. <laughs> I'll only tell you once if I'm not speaking to you. That's it. We're done. We're done. <laughs> no, it's just... Nah, it's... I got officially about two and a half years ago and my heart and head's been into that. But I've got a couple of boys, Dave and Ed, you know, they, they, they know how to run the place without me being there now. So that lets me slip away a bit now and you never know. Might be on the dartboard seven days a week. That's a scary thought. <laughs> that is, all right, we'll go for three days a week. <laughs> seven's <laughs> never happened. <laughs> what a drop. What a drop from seven. 
Straight down <laughs> on, on the plus side, Gary, there is a Wagamama's right next to the Milton Keynes Stadium this week. Yeah, I know that. I know that, Phil. Yeah, yeah. We've got the one bloody map counter, haven't we? <laughs> um, also, thought, what's your thoughts on Michael Smith winning the World Championship? Obviously, you've known Michael for a long, long time um, and everyone predicted he would win it. You surprised it's taken this long? I'm surprised, yeah, I'm surprised it's taken this long. You know, he's, he's had the talent for our oh, donkeys now. You know, he's, he's with us for 12 years, so I thought he'd have done that probably after the first, the way he was playing, four or five years, you know. But, nah, he saved it to the best, doesn't he? He's won it and then took the number one spot, so he's done it all in one shot, which is uh, which is a great great achievement alone. So, yeah, he got there at the end, so, yeah, he'll be chuffed with that. One of the other questions that come up before we let you go is obviously the World Cup. Last year, you sidestepped it because you wanted John and Peter to defend it. Obviously, John's lost his tour card now. So, will you go back and play for Scotland again? If I'm still in the top 128, is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if, if I'm there, I'll, I'll play with it. Yeah, yeah. But like I say, listen, it was, it was an easy decision last year. John and Peter won it last year. And it's, it was the year before, sorry. And it was, uh, they had to, it was... Black and white, they had to have a shot of retaining it no matter what, you know. So, yeah, yeah, Gary, absolute pleasure to have you on, mate. We won't keep you any longer because we know you're practicing with Ryan. But thank you very much for hopping on to show 100, and we'll see you there. They all are, it's freezing, (laughs) (laughs) and we'll see you in Milton Keynes this week, mate. Well, do that's only because Rachel threatened you, it had to be under 10 minutes. The flying Scotsman, Mr. Gary Anderson, and also confirms he will play in the World Cup, boys. If, if he's, he's still in the rankings, more practice sessions than Ryan needed. He's still going to... I was looking at this the other day. I think he's got about a 60 grand buffer, if not a little bit more. Yeah, he's 70... 74,000 in front of Soaps. Yeah. <clears throat> That's we, don't how race, we don't have a race to the World Cup period in darts rankings. So I don't know where that's <laughs> at that point in the year. Yeah. Um, but massive thank you for Gary to coming on show 100 and the fact he's there practicing boys and I'm excited and I know we've said it before it's the hope that kills you however this is encouraging boys that we might see prime Gary Anderson again you know when you just don't want to get your hopes up too much (laughs) like I've just seen it and I'm still like but tomorrow he could decide, nah, bugger it. I'm not going to bother. Like, <clears throat> there aren't many that love Gary Anderson, the dart player, the way that I do. One of the reasons that I got into PDC darts when I did, like, I, I was BDO, never had Sky as a kid or whatever. When I finally was at uni and, and started seeing more and more darts, Gary was ridiculously good. Should have gone back to back to back world championships. And, and in full <laughs> He is one of the greatest that have ever played the game. His A game is right up there, a hundred percent. And just want to see him back it up for one more year. One more year. That's one, all thing, one thing that was noted though is if Darry would have said to us, "I'm practicing two or three times a week with Ryan Searle," would we have believed him? Probably not. 
now we've seen that he is actually practicing with him. There's a bit more where that expectation rises a little bit because we know he's there. Whether he's actually practicing on that board as much as what Searle is, is, is probably the other question to it. But at least he's he seems to be putting a couple of days in a week and we'll see how that progresses as the year goes on. But he's, he's still a threat, isn't he? That's the thing. He's, especially if he's practicing, he's still a threat. And it, it seems like there's more concentration on darts this year. Um, and it's probably that realisation that he's dropped to a low of 22, which we're not expecting from uh, Mr. Anderson. I guess yeah. there was definitely a, a sense that he's enjoyed it more. Like he said that a few times. And he's not going to sit there and lie to you. If he hates the sport or doesn't enjoy doing it at the moment, he will tell you straight up. And the fact he's enjoying it, I think perhaps is a sign because of not included in the Premier League or expected to not be in the Premier League, but lineup's not announced, but we don't think he's in the conversation at all this year, less likely to be involved in World Series events and whatever. That's a good chunk of your calendar, travelling, living out of that suitcase lifestyle that he doesn't enjoy. Gone. Straight away. Yeah. Oh, completely. Look, this, this, this <coughs> is fine. And I, I, I'm excited by this. I really am. Um, look, for me, I know everyone there, every other week on Twitter, we see top 10 lists and, and X, Y, and Z. However, for me, Gary is genuinely borderline. He's four on my list, but he's borderline three. That's how highly I rate him. I think I he's think gone back probably... to back to back. He's in top three conversation with Eric. Genuinely. Yeah, yeah the the fact is probably in, I would those far say definitely in everyone's top ten. There's then the argument of the top five of he's around that area. We yeah. to cross that sort of four, five, six sort of mark on a lot of players just shows what impact he has. And the one thing, the one comment he made that sort of made me laugh a little is around the World Series and players moaning about all these events that have only been in it one week. Or I know he sort of judged about that, but have only been in it a year or two when there is people like Gary and probably looking at like Michael Van Doon and that now who have played in these for eight, nine, ten years, if not longer, where they're travelling the world consistently and it's that impact on the, the current players where they've only had it a year or two. Yeah, I oh, look massively. Um, but look, amazing. Thank you very much for Gary for coming on. Uh, moving on, boys, there was a World Series event um, this week. First of all, before we dive into it, your, your overall thoughts on Copenhagen. Look, there's, there's one thing that we have to address and, and discuss, and it was the idiot that threw... The pint at Peter Wright. Now, this behaviour has been coming. Surprised it was Copenhagen. But now there's a there's an issue now that the fact that a missile has been thrown at players. Yeah, and it's it's unfortunate that it's time at an event, I'm guessing. We, it's unfortunate it's happened at all, but it's unfortunate it's happened at an event where we, we certainly didn't expect it to happen. It's a, a cloud over a a venue that's done well over the years. Um, it's never been. It's been a very good venue for darts. Unfortunately, uh, it did happen, um, and it's just not a nice sight to see. Hopefully, it is a one-off occasion. That person hopefully was evicted from the venue straight away. I can, I can confirm he was um, frog marched out quite yeah, and, sharply. And I, I think that's happened before. We've seen sort of a. A beer thrown over the water. I'm sure you'll remember who it was 
midfield a few years back. I think it was Premier League. Not those sort of things. They are very rare, and the fact that they are shut out the venue, very that very. Happened to um, MVG at the World, didn't it? The World. I thought it was a Premier League night. Uh, it definitely happened it, at the Worlds as well. Yeah, it might well have been. It, it's one of them that they are very few and far between, and hopefully that will be the case with this occasion with Peter Wright. Um, but the actual tournament itself, overriding thoughts? Improvement on the week before, but still struggle to that excited about a World Series in January, personally. Yeah, I think both of the organisations that paid to have World Series at this time of year, when I, I personally think the players should be on a rest and, and should be enjoying that break. That time of the year is World Championship. Go and give the players a couple of weeks rest. You think Aspinall's on holiday, Van Gerwen's jetting around all over the world to get back in time just to play his first round game. God knows how many other players are trying to take a, a holiday at that point. as our Joe Collins away and, and a couple of others at that point. Let those players have a break. There is absolutely no need to force these two World Series in at this time of year. And do you know what? As much as we will criticise ITV for not showing things live, this is just desserts to those in Copenhagen or in the Nordic and Baltic region that made this happen, that overinflated their self-importance to this World Series event. So it gets in before the Masters trying to be one of the first events of the year, the ITV are then too busy on their schedule to show it live. I thought that was beautiful irony. <laughs> yeah. Um, look, round one, let's be brutally honest, the seeds weren't in any danger. Wright made hard work of the game against Dennis Nilsson, but if he'd have lost it, it would have been his own fault because missed doubles all over the place. But... Michael Smith winning 6-0, Luke Humphreys winning 6-1, right 6-5, but it should have been more comfortable. MVG literally got to the venue a couple of hours before he was due to play. He's averaged 91, but not looked in any danger whatsoever. Price 6-0, Vandenberg 6-2. We'll come on to Dimmy in a minute. Rob Cross 6-1 and Johnny Clayton 6-3. It was a procession for the eight PDC stars. It was, but I guess from when we were speaking last week, looking at this, this was one of the, one of the world series events where we expected a seed or two to drop. Um, the, probably the biggest surprise on Friday was that there was no surprises. We didn't expect to see all eight seeds to throw in this event. Slightly different to Bahrain, the, the well-known names in, in dark. So that was probably the biggest shot that no one really got tested. And there's there's an argument to be had here, though, that the Bahrain 8 actually caused the PDC 8 more trouble than the Nordic and Bolt 8. You it's think Alan Abbey Abbey was a leg away and, and missed darts to beat Dimitri. Manlock Lung played very, very well against Luke Humphreys, pushed him. Uh, Tori Suzuki was steady. Look, admittedly, one week on, these boys have had the, the PDC 8 have had more time on stage, more practice of uh, uh, gearing back up for the season. But there's an argument to be had that actually that Bahrain 8 caused more trouble at that point. And, and that's or as much trouble, shall we say. And that's, as we said, this is one where we expected a chance of an upset, a chance of 
a Razma or a, or a Larson or a Labanowskis to do some damage. There's tour card holders in this eight. There's players that we've seen at World Cups. There's players that we've seen in the PDC as tour card holders before. Cantelli was at Q score the week before. And I made to the point, really, that the highest average was Nilsson and that was 87. Before that, it was, I think it was 82, 83, maybe. The, the, the standard of the other eight in this field was certainly expected to be better quality-wise, completely from Bahrain. Probably, though, as far as say, if you put these eight up against the Bahrain eight, you would expect these eight to thump through. So, that that short, sort of shows the standard that we had here with um, the Nordic players. So, it's, it was a disappointment from their mate. But yeah, yeah, it's that point yeah. where they've caught them cold in the season, where these boys have either yeah. been at the World Championships or not. Cantelli's come straight from Hughes School, which is gruelling. We saw what that did to Mark McGinney in the Super Series last week, where he played, what, 12, 13 days straight by the end of the week? Something yeah. ludicrous like that. He was, he was exhausted. And he's been playing darts for 30 years. Yeah, um, it was. Yeah, I, I, I was just disappointed. If I'm being honest, that I, I was expecting a little bit more from. Also, for me, this wasn't the best eight that the Nordic and Baltics could have had either, because of the the time scale. I was chatting to a couple of the local um, Daniel over there that does a lot of writing and things like that. That let's be fair. That for me, that wasn't the best lineup, or. <laughs> Not the it could have been showcased better as well that that Marco Cantali has, has obviously been a fantastic player, but what does he offer now? Is he going to inspire another generation? I don't think so. Where you've got players like Andreas Top Jorgensen that is desperately fighting for everything he can in darts would have showcased it better. Yeah. Although he did struggle at Q score performance wise, so maybe not the best. But look, there were a couple of, of Finnish players at uh Heike Hyvenen and uh, Jonas Maselin from Finland, who were pretty impressive through Q School. Yeah. Um, and a few other names that you can chuck in there as well. I just, wrong time of the year for me is, is, is the massive thing to take away from this. The, the PDC boys are gearing up now. They've got the Masters coming up next. There's still question marks over some of these guys being involved in the Premier League. And there was a chance for some of them to, to stamp their authority on, on those picks whilst. Others are absent, I guess, and even then. Yeah. Um, where was it? There's this one. Um, Tommy, the at- the atmosphere was actually really, really good. To be fair, the um the Danish know how to party. That that's for sure. The the atmosphere was was good. Evening, uh, Patrick is in. How we doing, mate? Um, but moving on. Quarterfinals. Michael Smith. Luke Humphreys, the strange game that 10-7, but Luke Humphreys would be kicking himself because every time he got back into the game, he then handed his throw straight back to Michael Smith. So it was it was one of those games where also Michael Smith being conservative because he only had the flights and stems that were in his darts, as we saw from social. Not, not rookie mistake, but understandable when you're as busy and in and out as, as some of these guys are in the lifestyle. But yeah, that, that weren't about. At this point, there were there were still gears that Michael Smith could accelerate through. You felt like that we've seen very, very recently. 
And the, the longer this streak went on of winning games, the more and more you looked at it and went, genuinely, what is it going to take to stop Michael Smith from winning games of darts? Yeah. Yeah, and he was winning with B game and, and that. It was just like, just winning breeds confidence, boys. As we've seen before, we've seen Michael Van Gerwen, Peter Wright, Gary Anderson win with their B game. Rob Cross, a master at winning with his B game, boys. See, and something that Michael Smith's developed. There was, yeah, it was that inevitable feeling that he probably could have averaged 85 and he still felt like that he was going to win the game. <laughs> There's something there with Michael Smith now, and it's that it's not even the world championship for me. It's that Grand Slam win that has then propelled him to even more. Um, and for me, Luton just looked a bit flat. It didn't seem as we've seen him previously on the on the Euro Tour. So there's, there's a worry for the rest of the field. We, we said it before we won anything. And, and I think now we're cementing that about Michael Smith that once he'd won something on TV, he's just going to want to win more. And he's able to do that with different gears. It's not always going to be a 105 with 10, 15, 180s. It's not always going to be that down. There's a lot more to Michael Smith down than the power story, and and we've seen that now. Yeah, um, this was one of the games of the tournament, choice of two, but this was certainly up there. Uh, Peter Wright edged out MVG in a last leg decider. Just a really good game of darts, and MVG surprised me because I'm not going to lie, when he got to the venue on Saturday. He looked absolutely dead. Obviously, jet lag had hit, just flown halfway around yeah. the world. And, and it was just like, wasn't expecting a lot. But it ended up being an absolute belter. Yeah, I mean, you told us that he looked absolutely knackered, but the performance yeah. was, was still solid. And, and imagine if he was at full flow. He's definitely going to have the bit between his teeth after that world final. I mean, there's a long way to go. And look, I think the problem is that Michael has now won so much in his career. I genuinely think the focus for him is just on world championship titles now, on, on getting ahead of Barney and trying to get as close to Phil as possible. That's that's really all Michael's got left. So now he's got an entire year to wait before he gets another crack at that. But it's good to see that he's still producing these level of performances. He could have said no to this event. He's 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 got the he's got the leeway within the PDC. He commands enough crowd time and, and TV minutes and he's still prime time slots whenever they get a chance that he could have said, no, I'm staying on holiday for this one. I see you at the Masters, but I'm playing in the rest. And the PDC would have gone, yeah, okay, Michael, we'll see you there. And he yeah. didn't. He rocked up and battled through a, a solid performance against his old adversary who loves to chat as well. I bet that wasn't easy to do when you've had no sleep. 19 <laughs> legs of Peter Wright on stage <laughs> with, with how many breaks and whatever in the background. So, yeah. Um, German Price beats Dimitri Vandenberg 10-7. And someone had a little word in Dimitri Vandenberg's ear. Because this weekend, he played at a nice pace. A lot quicker than what we'd seen. There was no slowing down. No, not, There was no hint of anything apart from we had some celebrations. He played at a nice pace and he got on with it. Until Premier League night one, if he's picked, and it's <laughs> we know it's coming if that happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know exactly what's coming. I think it seems that a lot of players are 
a lot of players are told it or they're all very clever to sort of that round the, the point of this time of year we need to see a we need to see a certain action or certain performance on stage away from just the dartboard because we see we saw it from Ross Smith, I think, a bit more at the world. We've seen it from Dimina at the World Series. There's a, probably a few more examples out there, but none are coming to mind. That we are seeing that the Premier League picked away, and there's yeah, certain players like Gary earlier alluding to that that it was Drake Wallet here, but now there's other players who are looking to step into those shoes and they're in there for the first time. Lou Humphrey's one we've just mentioned who has spoke about the Premier League since I think then were his first words. Now we've got other players who are now pushing towards it. Who were talking about it all year round, and if they're not in now, they're getting ready for next year and that pusher then. Yeah, uh, see that Tyler, thank you very much for joining us. And then um Johnny Clayton does an absolute number on Rob Cross in a really, really strange game. Um, we'll talk more about Rob in a minute. But the ferret marches on. Semi-finals. Peter Wright got in front of Michael Smith early. Michael Smith almost found a way back into it, but that lead was just too big, boys, to claw back. Yeah, and it's at, it's at this point Peter Wright decided to ex Switch. exhibit some of his finishing because he'd been pants on the outer ring at Tom Plus's um, throughout. Look, 99 was his highest in this one, but he, he was just a machine mm -hmm. on the doubles. He just switched on and... There was a question, uh, Tommy says, do you think Smith struggles to play right? Potentially, because of all the players in the top eight, one of the most methodical is Peter Wright. It's not that he's slow. He's just rhythmic and methodical. There is a there is a distinct pace to the way that Peter Wright plays the game. Yeah. Um, but Peter Wright into the final. And the other contender for game of the tournament was Gary and Price against Johnny Clayton. Um, the Iceman edged him out in a last leg, but it was just a damn <coughs> good game, Boise. Do we expect anything else when these two play each other? If no. it's an exhibition stage, Premier League stage, any TV event, when Price and Clayton play each other, there's always there's always something in there. If it's not a close game, you've got the Clayton at the Grand Prix stepping up and going through this to sort of demolish price. You just have so many different outcomes, but always both of both players playing to a very, very high standard. And you can tell there's that sportsmanship. I think there's a bit of a I don't think Price is it the bidding as much against Johnny Clayton. I think there's a probably more respect for Johnny than there is anyone else on the tour. And that potentially hinders him since Derwin Price was part of the partnership for the World Cup. We saw the record sort of spin a little bit on its head. Um, but when these two meet, it is always a blockbuster. We talked about the two Michaels meeting in the World Championship and we want more of that. We also want more of Price and Clayton going head-to-head. -head. The one thing I will say, this game showed more than anything, if you look at the stats for this one as well, this game showed more than anything that there's still work to be done for Johnny Clayton in terms of understanding how his darts enter the board. He's hit 35 tons. 13 140s, 4 180s, to Gezi's 11 180s. Now, when he's on it, it's fine. But because there's such a, a weird little angle that Johnny's darts enter the board, they're not quite stuck up enough to work underneath. And they're not quite flat enough to go over the top as well. 
I think it hinders Johnny a little bit in terms of the scoring phase. He is one of the best 140 hitters on tour, but I think that's when you've got room next to the barrel, not when you can work above or below it. And I think this against Gezi just showed that. The fact that in the last few legs, Gezi started to find that first start in the treble bed and it almost became, you know exactly where this is going. It yeah, became yeah, inevitable I- at times with the scoring phase and there's still that element of Johnny where it's not quite inevitable that if that first or second's in, he's going to follow it. Even in full flow, even when he looks like he can't miss, there's still that element of, or well, he might get deflection here or he might flight it too high or, or too low. He, he doesn't really have the use of his dart in the board to help him compared to other players who first dart merchants. Yeah, no, I... Um... I'm, I'm with you there. A couple of people asking about Peter Wright's darts. So for the first two rounds, he used the same set. He used a Red Dragon. I don't know exactly what they were, but it was a straight barrel dart. And then at 5 all, he changed to another straight barrel dart. They were actually Barry Bates's darts. They were a little bit heavier. And he played with them for the last part of the semi-final and the final. But let's be fair, it's not a shock. Because they're straight barrel. Peter Wright can pretty much throw any straight barrel dart. That that's not really a surprise. Uh, and I'm hoping that's what he's realised. No <clears> more Phil <throat> Taylor style darts. No more Simon Whitlock style darts. No more messing around with, with any other shape or design. A straight barrel dart with a regular 32 to 36 millimeter, uh, 36 mil point maybe, or somewhere around that 38 mil point. Nothing too long or exaggerated. A short or a medium stem and a normal flight. No more messing around with the the all-in-one plastic setup and, and whatever else. I, I just don't think it works for him. Yeah. Um, Big Johnny is in. <laughs> Can't make we, sound good, man. we just haven't got a feed into one place. We could all feed into an external. Yeah. This software's... Yeah, we, we're staying here. I'm in love. Um, <laughs> And then in the final, um, let's be fair, Peter Wright did an absolute number on Gerwin Price. And the next the next bit I'm going to say to you, if we'd have said this a year ago, we'd have all looked at each other and said, are you drunk? This was Peter Wright's first TV title win since winning the World Championship. And no one expected it to come. If we'd have said a... Any time in January that Peter Wright wins a tournament in January, I think everyone would have said, not happening. It's not coming. So as much as there's that 12 months ago, there's also this now that no one saw a Peter Wright win, us three included in that. And you'd be right You'd be right to be saying that at the time because it just didn't look like it was coming, the level of performance that, yes, as you mentioned, that the jet lad of MVG, but still Peter Wright had to step up in that one to that through. He beat Michael Smith, who's on a an incredible run. He still is on an incredible run. He's what two losses in 21 or 22 games, which is ridiculous from the world champ. And then for him to then get across Derwin Price, I'll be looking at me weirdly. No, I've just worked out he beat number one, two, and three. Yeah. One, two, and three, <laughs> and he's number four. It's not uh, bad. He beat, he beat one, two, and four. He is three. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Um, and played some very, very good stuff. Really out of nowhere. Saving his probably his best performance of the weekend for the, the price. Yeah, on average, it looks like that. Getting over past MVG in the tight down was still 
and that's not mentioning his win against the world champion. So yeah, as you allude to, it's what a day of victories for Peter Wright. Right, we've got some clips. We'll do Peter Wright's winners one first. I was, you know, I feel, I feel, I feel good. I feel like, you know, I'm a, an old man. I could quite easily go on quite happy beating MVG and then uh, losing to Michael Smith, uh, the world number one, the world champion. Uh, I thought, no, uh, I've got to show Michael. You know, people are after him. You can't uh, ride the luck uh, all the time. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, I just, I decided to turn up for a tournament. It's good. <laughs> no, there are some things with Peter Wright. I get you take with a pinch of salt and whatever else, but calling any world champion or any level of performances luck is beyond me. <laughs> it's just not because Peter was in exactly the same position that Michael Smith was in, not winning a final for God knows how long and not being able to get over that line. Yes, you create elements of your opponent missing a shot. Did you see Mace and Jackie have that conversation as well? No, because we didn't have the ITV feed. We had the matchroom feed. So Jackie said something about having luck on his side. And Mace was like, no, not luck, fortune. And there's a difference. And they went into a little bit of an argument about that one. He's like, look, he's not lucky to have hit anything. He's fortunate someone else has missed something or at times. But... He's not really survived match darts or anything, has he? He survived the odd key moment, but he's still had enough to keep everybody at, at arm's length. I, I don't... That don't sit right with me. And it will probably wind Marcus Smith up as well, which is probably why Peter Wright said it. But nah. <laughs> uh, Next, we're going to do Johnny Clayton. You know, my confidence is high. Listen, I'm back to play darts. You know, last year... It wasn't the Johnny Clayton that it was the year before. I, I wasn't feeling it, to be honest. But this year, I, I'm coming back. I, I want to do the best that I can. And, you know, hopefully I can win this this weekend and maybe start something off, you know, and just, it's just cross fingers. I know I can do it and hopefully it comes right. Is there a Clint in the ferret's eye right now? Oh, I don't know. I'll tell you one thing. I'm frustrated at times and there's a few legs there that I got frustrated. I just want to be... Johnny Clayton again, you know, I, I just want to play darts and, you know, I love it when things go right. I just want to play darts. Did we hear that <laughs> earlier? Hang on. Was the background pissed? Am I pissed or was Johnny pissed? No, the, <laughs> the ball dropped halfway. One of the cable ties broke and that's a thing. The background was pissed. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, however, the ferret wants to be a Johnny Clayton again. I like it. Just want to play darts. And uh, I'm a bit torn on Johnny right now because part of me thinks he could do with a, a schedule where it's not as intense this year. And that probably means no Premier League. But at the same time, compared to the other names that are in contention for it, Johnny's 48. I'm not sure he's going to get many more chances at the Premier League. Yeah. And after winning... The league phase last year, which has only been done by an absolute handful of players, by the way, in arguably the most difficult format to ever win the league phase as well, because you had to win multiple games every single night to be in contention. 
I think 50, that deserves some recognition for another crack at it 50, this year. 50% of the finals, was it, last year? 50% of the finals, yeah. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. In that he, won, he won a quarter of nights and was in 50% of the finals, yeah. I think he was yeah. beaten in the first round like twice in 16 weeks. By contrast, Gary made it to the second round twice and one of them he won the night outright. Um, Right. We're now going to do this one because there are some talking points of this one. Bobby Cross. I think, I think for me, yeah, I, uh, seriously, um, I've enjoyed my family time for the last year. I am where I am. I, I'm enjoying my dance more away from it. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Um, if the invitation comes in, probably the only people maybe change my mind would be me sponsorship. But, but for me, I'm happy where I am at the minute. And not getting away from that, no answer, you know, because I can't do that right now. It's unfair on everything and, and stuff like that. But I'm really happy where I am. I think I'm going to have a great year this year. And, and I'm looking forward to it. And I'm looking forward to seeing my little Bobby grow, you know, a little bit more in a year. But, look, we are where we are. And Premier League, for me, I'm not in. Whether they pick seven, whether they pick four, whatever, I'm not even in the conversation. I'm not bothered. And, and I'm just enjoying it. I'm enjoying going out, playing darts, and just treating the way it is, you know? If we all talk about financials, last year I never had it. I got by, I still live, I still earn a decent living, I might add. But, but apart from that, I'm enjoying the game, I'm enjoying where I am, and all I want to do is go out and put a performance in every single week. It's not about all the, all the other stuff. But I'm very grateful for this. Very grateful. So in that same interview, he also labelled the Masters a stupid tournament. Um, completely wrote himself off from, for, from the Premier League. And look, whether, whether you believe you're in the conversation or you're not, they haven't announced that lineup yet. So... Surely you just play the game. There's also the aspect that he's spent half the year, well, nine months of the last year, telling us that he doesn't want to be in it anyway. So there's, there's no point playing the game if actually, one little comment here, if you were sneaking back into the conversation, keeps you out of it because then you don't have the choice to make where you're going to upset sponsors and, and people that back you. If you talk yourself out of it before you're even in it, you don't have to turn it down and say, sorry, guys, now I'm not doing this. You don't have to have that conversation. I like it. Yeah. But the interesting bit for me there, boys, he was because I asked him, obviously I didn't put my question in there, but it was, look, where you are in the rankings and what you've done, if the invitation comes, would you accept it? Because he'd obviously openly said that he wouldn't. And it was like, if it's there, would you accept it? And it was, Interesting that he said that it's only my sponsorship that may change my mind. Which which I believe, I 100% believe. And I think that's frustration from 12 months ago, from winning the European Championships and not being picked. That That is just solely out of frustration for not being picked. But actually, in hindsight, Dob made a good point for a change about Johnny Clayton and in his age around the Premier League and that, if he misses out, then it's very hard for someone to let back in once they're approaching sort of that 50 mark and beyond. 
Rob Cross is 32. <laughs> the last thing you want to be doing at the age of 32, if you're going to play professional darts for the next 20, 25 years, is taught yourself out of ever playing in the Premier League, because trust me, you want to be in there if you're going to be a sportsman for that long. It's a, it's just feeling a bit bitter from what happened 12 months ago. I honestly think that's what it is. If he's then picked, then I think he'll be playing in it. I didn't, I didn't expect to see him in a World Series event. I know we spoke before about he wouldn't play in any non-ranking event. And then we've now seen him pick for the World Series. The fact he's in that, is that saying that his sponsors told him to play in that? If that's the case, he's going to be in the Premier League. Then if he's picked, it's a, it's going to be the, exactly the same situation. So I, I'm with you there. I, I think it's purely down to pressure from sponsorship. That yeah. if it was down to Rob, he wouldn't, he wouldn't even have done these. But, but I, I think there's been pressure to play. I think part of the reason that Rob Cross had such a successful year last year in regards to his now number six in the world following on from the European Championships, is that motivation of, I wasn't picked. And that drove him on to that to a position where probably some people were saying, because he's already won the World Championship, his levels dropped significantly and didn't expect him back into that. That extra motivation could push him again, but he's certainly in contention and for me, should be talking his chances up not playing them down. Yeah, no, no I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you because now, having said that, it's an easy one that they just go, "No, you're not in." If yeah, if it's between, if it's between, I know it's not down to be, but if it was between sort of him and Lou Humphrey, someone who's constantly gone about on about the Premier League, made it his aim to be there, and I've mentioned him once already. Someone like Nathan Aspinall as well, who's mentioned. You know, the drive to be in the Premier League. Nath was talking about it back in Blackpool. If you've got a decision to make between those sort of players and then Rob Frosch, you're going to put the players in who are, who are hoping up that, that Premier League opportunity. What is in the background? What is in the background? Um, yeah, um, I'm going to bring him straight on. This is genius, and I, I, I love, I love this. Welcome to episode 100, Mr. Matthew Edgar. Prime How are you doing? Edgar TV. How are we doing? All good, thanks. All good, and just chilling in bed. Nice, big fan. Thought so, so pop in, say hi. I saw your top without the blue on it, and I thought it was your quilt. I'm not going to lie. I thought you was actually tucked up in bed. It wasn't just your T-shirt. No, I'm, I'm in, in bed. Um, <laughs> it, 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 I kind of need to make sure I've got to be careful because I'm only wearing clothes on the top half. Just so, that, <laughs> so I can't move around too much, but we should be okay because where the camera's positioned. It's all right. Derry Anderson done exactly the same about an hour ago, so <laughs> both are there. But he didn't speak about the 170 finish I beat him with, did he? No. Well, that didn't take long. Get rid of him. <laughs> but interesting, I, I don't know if you saw any of Gary's part, the fact he was actually practising whilst talking to us is a huge thing. Mr. Searle yeah. was there. Unusual, isn't it, for Gary? Um, how long it lasts, I don't know. You know what Gary's like. He's sort of on and off all the time, isn't he? So, But some... Times and he gets his back up, it sort of does him good, doesn't it? So he's probably in that sort of position at the moment. Yeah. Um, first of all, been a while since we've caught up. Can I get your take on 
the end of the World Championships and, and into January with the two World Series events. Fan or not a fan? Not a fan. I, I think it's putting too much on the calendar already and things that aren't ranked events as well. And then we're going straight into the Masters as well. It, there's just too much non-ranked events for me and we need to get a bit more ranked darts back on the go. Is this Matt Edgar or Ronnie O'Sullivan? Ranking. <laughs> 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 Yeah, no, look, I'm, I'm with you. And we were chatting this the other day. Is there now a case that going forward, say these two World Series events in January are a permanent fixture, is yeah. there then a case to increase the Masters to the top 32 and rank it to give the cal- calendar some balance? I think top 32 and ranking it just makes the rich richer. Um, I think if you're going to do that, you've got to have some way of putting the one-year ranking system involved as well whether that's the top eight or the top 16 from the one-year ranking system that go in that event. But I don't think you could just go top 32 on the two-year or else those players in that position are just going to get even stronger and we're not going to see any movement in the rankings. No, fair, fair point. Um, this one's coming and I can't... Um, we're going to ask it because I know it's one of your favourite subjects. Can we get Matt's thoughts on the Challenge Tour length of days? Because they were quite long this weekend. The good thing is now um, I'm kind of not a member anymore, so I can say what I want to say. Um, I, I think the whole system's wrong. Uh, I was going to use the word pathetic, but I thought I best not. Um, stupid. Were you stupid here? I, I agree. The, the, the idea is that there's so much wrong with it. The, the Challenge Tour is meant to be a, a secondary tour of the PDC, and it's not. I used the term the other day, a waste ground of darts, because... I mean, the, the, the thing I always look at, and this is my expression I always use with this, 850 players signed up to Q School this year. That pool of players we then used to get, for four days, we gave out 27 cards over four days. You're going to use that same pool of players for a whole year, and you're going to give out two. Makes no sense. Whilst earning a shed load of cash off them, by the way. Yeah. Between it, Q School and the first Challenge Tour weekend, the PDC bought in half a million pounds. A couple of things first all to do. First of all, in my ideal world, the Challenge Tour would be 128 players. I don't think we're going to get to that area. But if you can't get through stage one at Q School, you're not eligible for the Challenge Tour in, in my books. It should be for the people who get through to stage two of Q School, they're the players that are eligible for the Challenge Tour. We've got to remember what the PDC stands for. It's in the title, Professional Darts Corporation. The players that are there averaging 60, making people sit there till 10 o'clock at night from 10 o'clock in the morning, don't fit in with that category of Professional Darts Corporation. And then you just need to go back to the roots and back to the naming of their own brand. Yeah, I'm completely completely with you um world final one of the greatest moments the sport has ever seen that that leg will forever live in the history of the game oh and not just the two players on stage add wayne mardell into that moment yeah take wayne Mar- watch that on mute and it's not as big of a moment as it, it was at the time um, I, I say this about, I'm going to chuck wrestling in course I am, I've been on for three minutes. Uh, the Rock versus Hulk Hogan. Watch that match on mute. It's nothing. The crowd make that match. 
Wayne Mardle made that moment. However, whilst we're on that subject, me and Matt are both very excited tonight. And are you staying up to watch Raw 30? I'm buying into the fact that he's not going to be there. Oh, don't. It's the hope that kills us. They've, they've bought, they've, they've hooked me into the fact that he's not going to be there. And the fact they've changed the bloodline now to a Sami Zayn court. I've, I think that's brought me in. I, I can see a few heads being shaken there. Really. <laughs> Save this, like, this for Nico tomorrow on the Super Series, mate. We don't need this now. <laughs> I, never, I never thought I'd say this when we're talking about wrestling, but this is a dark show. Not wrestling. We only normally use it about football. We're Manny United have lost. Um, <laughs> um, one that's come up quite a lot, and I know you and I spoke about this pre it happening, Matt. Corey Cabby. Is back on the tour, and the levels he produced, I wasn't expecting that from a man that's been away from professional arts for the best part of three and a half years. I was. Um, I When I did my predictions for the Q schools, he was top of my list. And for me, and I, I, I say this all the time, I've always got to clarify, first of all, that I mean this out of the most respect. He is the biggest disappointment and failure in darts. Because for me, he should have been a world champion by now. He's got that level of ability. He should have been a world champion, if not a major champion. And the fact that he's at Q school in 2023 is not good enough. It's terrible in terms of... But we, we know he's had all the different problems and things that have gone on. And hopefully this is the start in terms of his darting ability that's going to put him to where he should be for the ability that he's got. Yeah, no, look, I'm I, I'm so excited to see him back on tour. Um, just breath of fresh air, really am. Um, a couple in there for you, Matt, as well. I'll let the boys ask some questions to me as well. What are your plans for the year competitively? Very limited, actually. Um, so anyone who's seen our interview that we did, um, along with other bits that I've been saying, I've been struggling for quite some time with injury and i've just let it run and let it run and i'm now starting to put that right but the healing time is taking longer than i thought and the the issues that's causing in terms of not being able to practice as much it makes such a difference hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
seconds. I literally had about half an hour downstairs earlier on today, and I can already feel I'm not the player that I was. And one thing I've always liked is that confidence that I can go and win. I can go do it. Just because I haven't done it doesn't mean I'm not going to do it. I believe that it was going to happen. And right now, I don't know if I do. So while I'm in that position where I don't trust in myself, it's not going to be happening anytime soon. I'm certainly going to carry on uh, with the exhibitions. I'm hopefully going to go off and do some tours this year, play some WDF events. And if possible, if I do heal in time to the point where I think I can take on a more full-time schedule, then I'd like to give Lakeside a bash and have a go at getting into that. No seniors yet? I get... <laughs> so I'm trying to position this so I don't give her too much away. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I get asked that in the chat, and I'm like, I'm 36. No, I, said so, I said the same to Webby, and he's still the right side of 40 as well. I, I think sometimes with it as well, when players have been around for quite a while, you know, I've been around now for oof, 12 years or so on the professional circuit. I think sometimes people think you're older than you are. Like when you look at people like Van Gerwen at 33 or, you know, James Wade, Adrian Lewis, they're not even 40 years old, but they've been around playing darts for about 50. It is mad. I was looking at Van Gerwen's number of world championships he's played in already and, and trying to chase Taylor. I mean, he's probably got to win every single one for the next 13 in a row to catch him, but it won't be far off if he plays that many. Yeah, and it, well, he's got... From when you look, when he started, when he was 17, he first won the World Masters. Yeah. You look at like what he could do. He could set records that could never be broken. Yeah. 100%. You'll like this comment, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> she spelled my name wrong. <laughs> See, that's the thing. During lockdown and everything, when like Edgar TV was first coming through and I was doing a little bit. I did have a program called In Bed with Edgar. And what better way to commemorate your 100 episodes than bringing it back literally and being <laughs> in bed with me <laughs> on the show. Big, big fan. I couldn't think yeah. of a better way to <laughs> reignite that series, Matt. Um, what you said about planning some WDF events as, as well, Matt, how impressed have you been with the, um, the ADC and how that's all come together in the last nine to nine months massively but it needs a payoff it needs something it needs something it's working towards it needs something big and i think that's the next stage obviously they was going to do the world open wasn't they last year and that yeah. sort of did happen i think getting that going and getting that put forward and having that streamed or broadcasted that is essential now for the next stage of the adc you mentioned there as well, Matt, obviously the event, when you're looking to play competitive then and the aim is late side, there's a change to the WDF with the rantings and the two-year ranting system. Your thoughts just on the changes to the WDF and the World Championships being in December instead of the normal slot of after the, the PDC World Championships? Honestly, I haven't got a clue what those changes are. And it's not because I haven't tried to figure them out. And it's not because I haven't contacted three different people within that a, uh, WDF system. I'm just not getting the answers. Um, and I don't know. And that's one of the things, if the only thing, that sort of puts me off 
going and doing that because I don't know how to qualify for Lakeside. But yet I want to go and qualify for it, but I don't know how to do it. Um, is the ranking system of last year, is that made up the players for this year or do they have to go and do another year? And am I doing one year against their two years? I, I don't know. So the, well, the work... I gather it's a bit of both. They did an update the other day on players that were now confirmed their spots. And even that post on social media underneath was players not knowing where they quite stand with it. But it just needs that little bit more clarity, doesn't it? So I guess, I guess I'll reword the question to one thing we do all know. The World Championships of the WDF now being pre-PDC instead of post-PDC. Do you think that's a good move or...? I think they'd be better off having their own individual slot. I see why they've done it. It's an end of year sort of activity. Um, also, just as I mean, the, the old slot where it comes after the PDC, I think that was suicide really for what they were trying to do because everyone's just seen the the best of the best, and then you get, you know, if we are going to rank it, we're going to say it is the secondary system. You, you don't put that on afterwards. You, you need to go before. And going in that slot sort of between Minehead and the World Championship when that buzz is starting to generate, I think could be a genius move. I think it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out in terms of can they sell tickets that close to a PDC World Championship? That That's the big question. If I was running this, I would say Easter. That is when I would be running this event. Because you've got the bank holidays, you've got traditionally there's not a lot of the, the PDC do a Euro tour around Easter, don't they? Normally, traditionally, but there's not, the really much, not much competition for things. You're just coming out of the back of the Premier League as well, so you've got that casual interest. I think Easter would be their ideal go-to location, but I can see why they're they're going for what they're going for here. Um, there's one here that I think Johnny might know this. I hope it's well, we're after nine o'clock. It's fine. Ask Matt about his favourite Q school story. It's very funny. It, it actually involved uh, Johnny himself, actually. Um, so, you, you know what Q school's like. You can imagine hundreds and hundreds of players. And they've got these the queue for the bar and everyone's lined up and it was a massive long queue. But on the food counter, there wasn't too much of a queue on there. So what people was doing was they are getting a drink and going to the food counter and getting the food and going back to the table. Johnny saw a little gap in the market here and he went to the food counter, got his roll and stood in the queue whilst eating his roll. And I just thought that was genius use of time. I was really impressed. That, that That's the sort of like thing that really stands out. I mean, I can't remember who went to a queue school that year, but I can remember Johnny getting a bacon roll. <laughs> <laughs> um, doesn't paint dark players in the brightest light, does it? <laughs> <laughs> I guess they paint salad. <laughs> few specials at Tuesday. Few dimmy specials. <laughs> oh, few dimmy specials. Oh my god. <laughs> um, we haven't spoken about this yet. However, we will do. But I want to get your opinion on it. What four are you picking to take those four Premier League spots? Okay. Um, <laughs> one that I think is nailed on is Luke Humphreys can't see past it um, world number five big runs, he's young he, he ticks all the boxes so Luke Humphreys will be one of them um, I think Nathan Aspinall he's got a nice story in terms of what his year has done and those two major finals so I think he goes in I think the other two spots are wide open 
if I had to pick, I'd probably put Joe Cullen in on the back of getting to the final of last year's and being just a dart away from winning it. Um, last spot, it could be any one of about six players. I do fear that, and I say fear because it's something I don't agree with, even though I'm going to say it, that it could be Clemens. Are you trying to say that the PDC are going to cash in on huge German TV rights? <laughs> I've never known them cashing on things like that before. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where you'd get that impression from. <laughs> Let's just go back to a point you made earlier. You no longer remember. So do you think that they... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think he could pretend... I think he's in more in the running than you'd probably think. To be fair... I think, I said to Gob earlier, I'm not so sure if there's a huge surprise coming or a or, or something up their sleeve. Because normally, by this time, we've got wind of bits and bobs and X and, and Y. It is radio silence to the point of there is nothing around. Like, mm. nothing. Is that a sign of, though, that they don't even know the answer to this and that they've probably got the same dilemma we have, that... When we're looking at this, we're talking about six players for two or three spaces. I genuinely think there's 14 names that got a claim to a Premier League spot this year for eight spots. Mm. It's dangerous. Including the top four. And at that point, I just think you've got the best top-level mm. talent we've had in terms of depth in a long, long time. In previous years, you can make an argument for, all right, these players are 9, 10 and 11. 14 names at least. And that's... Those, that 14 doesn't include your likes of James Wade and Gary Anderson, who will still put bombs on seats for eight weeks or whatever. You've got arguably one of the best marketing teams in sport and, and what you've done for the sport. Get creative. I don't care how many times you've pushed a graphic saying, who are your eight? Just do something revolutionary. You dropped contenders on us with four days' notice because of a back injury. Mm -hmm. Just just don't be afraid to push boundaries. We're constantly being told that last year was really successful and sticking around, yet the feedback was, if you're there on the night, it was good. If you're watching from home, it was boring after three to four weeks. I think the numbers were inflated post-COVID return to sport and, and that desire to to just watch from home. And they basically gone, oh, the numbers are really good. It must have worked. We're sticking with it. And I'm, I'm not so sure that's the general feeling across fans. Yep, um, I'd agree. But I'd also suggest, though, that the Premier League, like the World Championship, has two different pools of fans. We've got darts fans like ourselves and people that are going to come in and sit and have a chat with us tonight. We've also got the casual audience who will traditionally attend this sort of event, who I did a feature. I did a feature for Sky um, where I went along to the Premier League. It was when COVID had just finished. Uh, they got me to go and interview the crowd to ask them questions. And the amount of people that we'd go up to and would go, uh, oh, nice to see Darts is back. Do you want to come over and answer some questions? If you get them right, you win free tickets to the Masters. The amount of people that went, mate, I have got a clue about Darts. But they were going into the event. It was that hard to find people that could answer the questions that at one point we had to give them the answers in between me asking the questions. So I'd ask the question, we'd give them the answer, and then we'd film them 
answering the questions because we couldn't find enough people to make a three-minute feature on of people <laughs> who, parts who could answer questions such as who are the previous Premier League champions? And that was probably the trickiest question we asked and they didn't have a clue. That's genius. <laughs> that is absolutely it's genius. It, it's not. It's tragic. It's a sad state. But yeah, there aren't many that would rock up to watch Man United tomorrow that don't know anything about Man United. Yeah, there is. There's one there. Hey! And that's Wednesday, but he's coming to Nottingham. <laughs> <laughs> Wednesday. Does anyone here know why Sheffield Wednesday are called Sheffield Wednesday? No. no. Is this a you and Henry Tungsten teaser? <laughs> I can tell you the reason if you want to know. If anyone knows why Sheffield Wednesday is called Sheffield Wednesday. Go on, then. Because they're from Sheffield. <laughs> uh, did you, it's obvious. Like, Did you pull that out of Christmas tracker? Where you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you spent too much time in Portsmouth and you've got another four days of Paul Nicholson to come. I literally might as well just live here now. It's, <laughs> it's a nice I house. Well move in. However, on the Super Series, how good is this week? John Henderson making his debut, Farm Sherrick later in the week. This week's going to be really interesting. I think the group as well that we've got at the moment, we had a chat on air earlier on about what you're going to need to win this group. And normally, like, you talk high 20s to win one of these groups. I think this is probably going to be 20 Certainly 22 points is going to be enough to win this because this group's just beating each other. The player at the bottom of the league's got four points. It's going to be a really, really good group. And, well, John Henderson's only won two games and he came into this massive bookies' favourite, so that's an eye-opener. And I'm really interested to see Fallon this week because in 2022, her standard... Wasn't good enough, really, was it? For what we'd expect of Fallon, she was well off the pace. But then when we look at her at Q School and the Challenge Tour, her level has picked right up. It's like a new a new start for her in this new season. It's going to be interesting to see how she handles it down here as well. And I know Nicholson said he wouldn't be surprised if she wins the week. I can I can see that as well. Mm. I really can. Even the world's even the world's performance against Ricky Evans was so much better than what we saw from her in that last women's series block and those World Series events as well, where she struggled a little bit this year. The improvement to then take on Ricky at, at Ali Pali and, and since has, has been massive. It's like she's knuckled down a bit, got on the practice board like our good friend Mr. Gary Anderson. Yeah, it's not even like she was losing to the top players on those World Series. She was losing to the, the locals who were throwing like 75 averages and things against her. It's not what we expected from her. And yeah, like I said, certainly must have done something, knuckled down or done something right along the way. And uh, I'm guessing this is someone who I've spoken to or has come into one of my streams recently uh, when it says, well, the ratings go up. Because actually, um, one of the interesting points was... Someone said about, oh, Fallon will be in this or in the Premier League. She's got bums on seats. And I literally chucked out um, the possibility. I said, right, does she put bums on seats or is that what we're told? I says because at the moment I've seen no translation to when she plays to when she doesn't play an increase in ticket sales. And I used the example of the Grand Slam of darts where 
she played in the grand slam of darts i think it was a monday or a tuesday night and the arena was half empty and the other half was free tickets given to the jdc and there must have only been about 10 paying customers in there in the entire night and i says for me i, I want to see if that actually does translate across or if it doesn't and ever since every time now someone pops up every time fallon comes up and like oh well the ratings move so i, I don't you... know about tickets but certainly from our point of view and the super series because obviously i see the the analytical side of that when she played last year every time she played the spike was unreal people watching and the same for our q school coverage Every time we put her as feature game, numbers doubled. Yeah. We sat around four or five hundred people for, for most of the week when it was quiet. Anywhere between three to six was like your big range. Fallon's run to last sixteen. Find that right? Last sixteen on one of the days? Yeah. Put just under a thousand. She nearly doubled our views. Nice. Um so yeah, in terms of tickets, I don't know. But in yeah. terms of digital numbers, anything that has her name on it, picture on it, her talking, for, for us and certainly Super Series, goes through the roof. Um, but, Matt, absolute pleasure to have you on, as always. I will see you tomorrow as well. Oh, nice. Dressed, Hopefully we'll be able to have a nice talk about potentially The Rock coming out. Potentially The me. Rock going to the Rumble and WrestleMania. Off, yeah. Uh, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> you laugh if, if the rock is going to wrestlemania we're both looking at flights oh that's what we'll be doing tomorrow morning yeah make sure we get to that point where event on while wrestlemania is on yet yeah, you two are going make sure everyone tunes into the super series tomorrow you're in for a whole lot of fun by the sounds of it <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Matt, absolute pleasure to have you on, mate, as always, and thank you very much for your time. No problems, love doing it. Have a good one, guys. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, Cheers mate. Mr. Matthew Edgar, everyone, thank you very, very much. Some very good points in there, that is for sure. Um, see, look, Dan's in as well. It's, you can't take Dan Pellegrino to America. They're not classy enough for him. <laughs> um, right, we have got a Masters to take a look at as well. I'll tell you what, we're going to be deep in Fergie time tonight. That is for sure. Um, so, the first proper action of the 2023 season gets underway this weekend in Milton Keynes as the top 24 in the world battle out for the Kazoo Masters. First of all, boys, looking forward to it or really can't be asked? Looking forward to it more than I normally am because normally it's me warming back up to watching darts then. However, we've just had two World Series that have done that, so I'm ready for a a TV tournament with a bit more of a meaning than a World Series event. I say a bit more. It's probably just a little bit more in the Masters. Um, The element I'm probably looking forward to is those names that sort of on the edge of the Premier League to see how they, they perform because a few of them have very, very tough draws, even if they get to the second round. Providing we don't get an announcement before Thursday. Mm. Yeah, I don't I, think we will. I don't, I don't think... I don't. I think we'd have had one today. If they, if they are going to announce it this week, I think it would have been today. 
maybe. Um, we, we were convinced it was coming before the Masters, and we're still not sure that the outcome is going to dictate that. And at that point, what's the point in delaying? If if it's coming now before the Masters, what have they been mulling over for the past few weeks? That surely they've not been looking at World Series performances to decide a Premier League. If yeah. there's something to mull over now, it's either got to be the the fact that there was looking at a World Series performance, or it's how much money German Germany TV pumps into it. <laughs> that can be the only two reasons. Because other than that, you sh- there's no reason why you wouldn't have announced it a day or two after the World Championships. I just I'm, think still, I'm, I'm still you... not even sure that the winner of the Masters would be guaranteed a spot. Which is stupid because they've effectively set a precedent for the last two years saying that if you're, you're not in at that point, mm. winning this gets you. That is the only thing that has made this tournament relevant. And we said that when they stumbled across it two years ago. And we said it last year when it played out that way. Other than that, this used to be a warm-up tournament for the top 16 that we'd seen three weeks before that's way too soon to be seeing them on TV again. And half of them used to turn up with different equipment and piss, piss around. The other half were James Wade and Mervyn King kicking off in one of the worst finals you've ever seen in your life. And if if the winner of this doesn't get a spot, what's the point in delaying? Because at that point, all you do... Do you remember... If the winner of this doesn't get a spot, do you remember when they held the Fallon announcement? Yeah. The Women's World Championship announcement. All they do is dig themselves a bigger hole because you've already got to deal with the fact that, all right, Rob Cross missed out last year, but you've got another two major champions looking set to miss out this year. If you get somebody else come through the field that you are not expecting, if Ratajski goes on to win the Masters, they'll have three major title winners at that point, not in this year's Premier League. And, and Dob, I would even, though it's the far take, it's an even bigger hole than the Fallon one announcement because at least there's a knock-on effect to that years on years that we don't have three women competing at the World Championships, which is the yeah. positive. You're not going to have that with his Premier League announcement because it's very much a short-term pick. So for me, it's probably worse than it'd be less worse on social media because of the name. But actually, for me, it would be a worse decision. Yeah. I, I, look, I'm, I'm just, it's just in my opinion, I might be completely off with this. I think only Ross Smith, Clemens, or Noppy winning would get them in. I think anyone else winning the Masters that's at, that's not currently already in the equation, it doesn't make any difference. I think there's another three in that conversation. I think there's others who can. Well, we're saying that aren't quite in the conversation right now. Anyway, we, Ross Smith borderline, Noppy borderline, and... Clemens borderline. I think if Gary Anderson rocks up and wins the Masters, you have to consider it because he's Gary Anderson. Whether that drive and desire will still be there after 12 weeks is a completely different matter. But Gary Anderson is one of the best players to ever play the game. And that's not just because he's been on tonight. If he wins the Masters, you seriously have to consider Gary Anderson going into the Premier League. Because the fans still love him. You go to Scotland twice and whatever else. I think if Dirk van Dijvenboda proves that he can win a tournament by beating Ratajski, Price, Humphreys or Colin, who are both in the conversation for that spot, possibly going through the world champion or Noppet, who's in contention as well, and then Peter Wright, Michael Van Gogh, who are on the opposite side of the draw, 
you have to consider him. I think there's one other name you'd have to consider if he picks up his first title, and that would be Dave Chisnell. Dave Chisnell does and wins on his first TV title after so long that being a conversation. For me, he puts himself in the mix, and he's not one of the probably 14 there we're talking about. But he's he in my 14. Form-wise, last year, I thought he was fantastic. He just didn't convert it into anything. If you picked up a TV title after all the speak about that, it's a bit like, it's a similar to the talk of Michael Smith, isn't it, before he won a TV title. It's that sort of conversation that's been had. <laughs> Johnny's, Johnny's first individual TV title was the Masters, wasn't it? Yeah. He won the yeah. World Cup with Yezzy, but his yeah. first individual title at that point, wasn't Joe's the same? A couple of Euro tours, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So at that point, this would be exactly the same story repeating itself three years on the spin. They'd be very, very fortunate if it did play out that way. Depending on, who, depending on who it was, I think they might be unfortunate because I think there's a few names they don't want to see in, in that final on Sunday night. Well, this, this is the other bit. I'm what? so here for a Tyski james Wade final. <laughs> right, could you could you imagine, like, even right, from the bottom half, it's either Rob Cross gets to the final or James Wade, right? One, how can you justify putting Cross in after he's absolutely slated it and say he doesn't want to be in there? Can't. Let's be fair. I genuinely think he's done that deliberately. I genuinely think he's talked it, publicly talked himself out of the conversation so that he doesn't have to make the decision if he was offered it. He, by the sense things, he would have made the decision. Decisions made for him. Or, I don't think he wants sudden, to make that decision. That's the point. I genuinely think if he talks himself out of it, that decision, that conversation doesn't need to be had. All of a sudden, say we get to the quarterfinals on Sunday and it's not looking good, do they rush an announcement? At that point, if your quarterfinals are going to turn around and go, nah, sod you. <laughs> I don't think they made a mid-tournament announcement due to the broadcaster for the weekend being a different broadcaster for the Thursday. One player you can sort of get away with, naming all eight during a broadcast with a different company, I just don't think they would do. No. It'll be Monday morning, maybe late Sunday. Thursday trip to Belfast. The players would know before that, won't they? Yeah, because remember, Joe was told during his interview with the Dart Show with Michael Bridge after he won last year, he was in. It's still four days to turn around what will be a flight for every single person. But out of probably nine or ten of them believed they're already in now. A lot of them are prepared. How many of them have actually got flights booked? Not many, surely. That'd be pretty brazen to have a flight booked to Belfast just in case you get picked. It'd be like an hour and month move of Tewstall. Yeah, I'm winning today. I've checked out my hotel. <laughs> um, right, let's let's go through the action. We're going to go through the names, chat room, get involved in this as well. And if you haven't yet, make sure you drop us a like. Can you get us to 100 likes before the end of the show? First up, I just want names. Hetter or Smith? Smith. 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 Aspen or Bunting? Bring back the BDC. 
What? Bunting. Asp. Bunting. Ratajski. Van Dijvenboda. I'll fall to sleep. Ratajski. I don't know what to do for the Polish Eagle. Dirk. Keep <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dan Simpson's dream alive. Twist Dolby. Colin. Dolby. Sell or Chisnell? Chisney. Last leg, Sell. Sell. Wade or Rids? Scared he's in the chat room. Wade. Wade's not in. Rids. Wade. <laughs> De Salza or Clemens? Van Gerwen. <laughs> it don't matter. Eleven led decider, Jose. I'm going Jose as well, you know. Clemens. Still going to get that Sport 1 contract through the day after and put him in. Jose shows he's got a bit of bottle about him. Van Berg <laughs> or Anderson? Gary. Gary. Half day tonight. He's practicing for God's sake. And then you get a conversation with him and he rips him a new one. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, from there, I would like your semi-finalists, please, everyone. If, um, If Gary Anderson wins on Friday and you don't interview with him, the first two minutes of that interview, can you put the first two minutes of him coming on the stream when he's talking about his fucking... <laughs> two minutes is being generous as well. It's more about four or five. But... What do you want? Finalists. Semi-finalists. <clears throat> Christ, I'm boring. Ready whenever you guys are. Sad. Smith, Gezi, Johnny, Gando. Ooh. Same top half. Smith, Gezi. Completely different bottom half. Cheesy, MVG. Smith, Price, Clayton, Van Gerwen. Can we can we all establish which Smith we're reter- referring to, please? Because mine's Ross. Michael. Yours is Ross. Yes. Unlucky. Mine's Michael. I wasn't expecting you both to follow a ghost. Unlucky. That's mine. Yeah. Get off. Unlucky. <laughs> I forgot we had these on air. <laughs> <laughs> Um, (coughs) winner and runner up
Gezi beats the ferret. Boy seat. I've got Devin Price to win as well. That's why I'm umming and ahhing because I don't like having the same as Dob. <laughs> um, it beats Dave Chisnell in the final after Chizzy beats MVG. I knew it was coming. Yes, Dave. Because I've got Gezi to win as well. Oh. <laughs> we have just what? doomed the Iceman. What this proves is we don't talked about this before we come on air because one of us would have definitely changed our mind beforehand. <laughs> I'm going to change my mind now then. I'm going Michael Van Gerwen to beat Gezi in the final. Where I, 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 But I genuinely think that Gezi will beat Michael in the final. The bit, the bit so, is so, between the teeth for the Iceman. So which one are you going for? Because you can't now have both because then you say, oh, I said this one. Um... I genuinely think Price wins. Full house for Price, it is. Yeah, c- correct, Tommy. We've absolutely jinxed him. See, uh, yes, George, we'll, we'll come on to that in a in a minute. But yes, we did. Palmer Fins, there is a cheesy run, but also another part of me is looking forward to a bit of a. Uh, PDC sweating on Sunday night that you've got someone in the final who's not in the mix. Right, could you imagine going into that break? The semi-final lineup is Danny Nopper against Christoph Ratajski, James Wade against Gary Anderson. Eight. There's already probably a, a nervousness if it's Ross Smith versus Danny Nopper in the quarterfinal. Whatever's happening across the rest of the draw, if them two are playing each other in the quarterfinal, they know on Sunday night that there's a potential that one of them are lifting that trophy. <laughs> right, off the back of this, now that we've done this, I would like <clears throat> chat rooms, we did it to Matt, we'll do it to you two as well, I would like your other four Premier League participants. Because I think by the time we sit down next week, we'll know the lineup. But if not, are we doing this eight then? I feel like I've changed my eight every week. Well, the top four we know are in. So, Smith, MVG, Wright and Price are, are in. We know that. I would like the other four names that you think will be in the Premier League? I think will be. Humphreys, Ross Smith, Vandenberg and Aspinall from... Yeah. Uh, Dan, who do you think? Because again, 
my who I'd want and who I think are completely different. No, who do you think will be in? Yeah, who I want is Tori Tad being Fallon. However, who I think the different. Uh... <laughs> Gates, have, you have, you, have you got your aids, though? No. I'm yeah. saying pissing around, to be fair. <laughs> I'm like, what stupid shit can I say at quarter to ten at night? I've got seven. You best find another one then. Do I need to? Or can I put the rest in as contenders who I'm choosing right. between? <laughs> can you imagine could you imagine sixteen contenders? Seven in, sixteen contenders, twenty-three players. Please. Or eight contenders and everybody plays twice. Stop stalling. I would like four names. Will you give us four names then? Okay. I am going for Luke Humphreys, Dimitri Vandenberg, Nathan Aspinall, Johnny Clayton. No. I thought Joe Cullen, but I think Johnny getting the warm-up gigs... Gets him in. I'm being five places higher ranked than him. I'm smashing the league phase last year. <laughs> yes, Rob. Dan Pellegrino, Tungsten Toff, Barzi and Boys. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, four names. After you, Lou. Lou Tom Freeze, Nathan Aspinall, Joe Tullin, Johnny Clayton. Over to you, mate. I'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> Luke Humphreys, Johnny Clayton. <laughs> what? The the one he put up before that, that one. <laughs> <laughs> Bad man. Humphreys, Cullen, Clayton, Ross Smith. That's fun. Some 180s. It's interesting. Now, can I tell you who I would pick? Yeah. That you, who, who, now, if you had free reign, who would you put in? James Wade, Mervyn King, Corey Cadby, Kim Hybrex. <laughs> no. It'll be uh... like, oh, bugger, who's on their period this week? <laughs> Boys, if you could pick the other four, then who would you who would you want? For me, the one on TV, so Noppy, Ross Smith, I'd put Luke Humphreys. And then it's between Whitlock and Hetter, because they won the World Cup now, I'm joking. Um, then it would be... Nathan Aspinall. If I could pick four. Josh Rock. Corey Cadby. Fallon Sherrick. 
Gary Anderson. What about sure. no? What about no realistic four? You said if you could pick who you wanted, that would be the four I want. Could you imagine the media? Yeah, but then you might as well chuck Taylor and Barney back in. From a media point of view, I could have Barney back in. Yeah, but if you're doing for a media, you'd do probably Taylor, Barney, Fallon and Cadbury. Yeah, but I've gone with the players that are playing at least where Taylor's Barney. not. Barney? If you go him that way, I'd probably go ta- Barney over Josh Rock then. <clears throat> but from a media what? point of view, that would be an absolute dream. What would have happened if Barney would have won the World Series in Bahrain? <laughs> would he have been in contention? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> um, right, a week in darts. We, we will address it. Um, there was a lot of talk around Callum Goffin. Would he be eligible to play? Um, got away with a suspended sentence and some community service. So he will be able to play on tour this year. How we understood it before and, and last week, that was always the most likely outcome. I think the maximum sentence that what he was charged with carried two years as a custodial. So unexpected, expected, look, not ideal. I think in, in terms of media retention and, and just having a person that has, has done that on tour for the two years, but that there's nothing the PDC can or will do about it at that point. No. From from a two-stall perspective, when you've got someone in who's now got a criminal record and then you've got someone else in who someone started a petition against, it's not great. Two, cri- two criminal records and a petition against a, a fraudster. Yeah. It's not it's not great for the sport. However, on the board, they've done the talking, haven't they? And got the card, so all, all I will say there is other high profile players that have records that have nothing was ever done about it. So Yeah. It's it's one of those ones it's like no, no nothing will 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 come of it. Yeah. Um. Thank you very much, Jody. Eighteen more likes to get us to a hundred on show one hundred. Um. Also, a week in darts. What else have we missed? So I know we alluded to Luke Littler qualifying yep. for the UK Open, but we also add Jim Moston and there's another name that's eluding me. Stuart White, who's qualified a few times before. Stuart White was also with the first three into the UK Open. Uh, qualifies as four more tournaments this weekend, I believe. Um, and then in Romania, we had the Romanian Classic and the Romanian Open, which was won. The Classic was won by Darius Stone, and the women's was won by Bo Reeves. And then the Romanian Open was won by Laszlo Tadar. Probably pronounced that wrong. And the women's was won by Bode Reeves, who then went on and won three by winning the doubles. 
And we also had a silver event in Las Vegas with Chris Lim. Paul Lim, so I saw Paul Lim, yeah. someone, yeah. Yeah, Chris Lim went on and won that, and Paul and Murphy went on and won the women's event. But yeah, so uh, time for Chris Lim. Now we saw an awful lot of Paul Lim. Yeah. Um, the Challenge Tour, we, we spoke about it earlier. The system needs to change. It's not an ability test. It's a <clears throat> stamina test now. Yeah. I'm surprised at this point we haven't heard um, some more French from Dob looking at the top of the rankings. Alain Le Bleu. <laughs> that was almost as bad as some of my cues called pronunciations to be fair interesting I like that cheers mom one for us to look out for have I no I'm sorry if I'm wrong, but in Irish, is that pronounced Aoife? Yeah. I think so. That's what I think it is because one of my mate, one of my really good mates, his family's Irish, and I'm, they've called their daughter um, Neve, and it's spelt the Irish way. That's kind of how I know some of the Irish sayings. And I think I think that's Aoife. Neve in Irish is just somebody threw some alphabet spaghetti on a plate and that's what they come up with. <laughs> Isn't that the majority of the Welsh language? No, I'm only joking. For anyone <laughs> they did that. Um, cheers, everyone. Um, right, show 100. Question time is in. And whilst they get questions in, boys, have we missed anything? Seniors, seniors is edging closer. Did we yeah, have seniors this weekend? Yeah. Jesus. Come on, Dob. You got one job. Literally one job. <laughs> Five spots still up for grabs. So two outright qualifiers, two on the order of merit, and then one more on the money list behind Richie Howson. So that should be an interesting battle. Entries closed Thursday night. Friday Open Series, which is ranked, and then Saturday, Sunday qualifiers. Draw live on Sunday night as well. Are you doing the draw, Gob? Am I doing the draw? No. Yeah. I was offered. I was offered to host it. And they're like, oh, do we fancy putting a suit on? I was like, I haven't got one that fits. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we'll let Jason Francis do that instead. Whilst you do this, I'm going to answer this because you two won't. I am going for, and I've actually... Don't shake your head at me, Boise. Uh, Cody Rhodes wins the men's. Becky Lynch wins the women's. That's enough of that That's one. Better. Bye, bye. <laughs> yeah, <you shall>. bye, bye. <laughs> yeah, look who's got controls now. I prefer this software. You don't mute someone. You just throw them out. <laughs> just get rid of them. That's a boot. Put them at the bottom. Chris, we would throw you out earlier, but you made that brilliant Premier League prediction that made me laugh, so you can stay in. You can stay. Phil, you're out. <laughs> I've got a question. Considering this is show 100, what's been your favourite moment so far? 
Oh. There's been loads. I'm not sure I, even I've got one now that I've asked that question. I probably should have had one in the chamber ready, but... So that'll be a live lounge 100, hasn't it, as well? Yeah. See, the first one that comes to mind on stream is me calling in a nine data, which I've never done before, and I know W probably still haven't. <laughs> you know. well, both ways, mate. <laughs> Oh. I'll definitely get the book in a minute, I know. <laughs> um, um, on for me, one that's up there that does stick in my mind is when I was asked the question about the worst war on, and I mentioned Dolby, and within five minutes he's mentioned him Phil. <laughs> he's, he's probably one that stands out a little. I say one of my favourite moments is when I gave God the biggest head fuck ever. When we were streaming the women's series and someone messaged me to say they were watching and it absolutely threw him for the rest of the show. Yeah. In the air as well. Yeah. That was a streaming moment though. That 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 was funny. Who was he? Fallon checking in how it was going in Germany. <laughs> On our way back from the World Series, her and Michael Van Gerwen watched our live stream of the women's series for the event that she wasn't playing in. For what? Mess, mess for one of the streams, I was sat in watching you two in a pub with Fallon. Yeah. Very weird moment. <laughs> um, um. Yeah, I'd probably have to be the Dolby moment because he'd still stick to me because he's finally listened to the show. Someone's finally listened to the show and realised I need to change my music. And he just nailed it as well, right? He just got yeah. there and then... Kanye decided he was a bit more of a dickhead than he actually is, and playing any of his music is a little bit... You don't want to be associated with that at the minute. So he's had to get rid of it. He's had all the rights. Is that still no. a thing? Is he still blacklisted? Mm, I don't know. It's not one I want to touch at three minutes to <laughs> ten on the end of our 100th show. Let's not because, get cancelled right at the end. Because I, I almost did it for today's on Instagram story. That's no, why. No, no. Let's arm's length that one, just in case. Um. <laughs> it's the best question you've ever asked, though, Dob. It's not me thinking. What's yours? I don't know. That's what I mean. I, I loaded the question thinking it's show 100. We should, we probably should get a little bit sentimental about it. Oh, one, of, one of the funniest ones is when we stitched Jar up and played the Barney alarm on the live lounge. We had it teed up and we've already planned it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've still got that sign somewhere around here, the back of the 180 sign that still says Jar Lafitte and Barney Army number one. Fan. <laughs> it's still around here somewhere. I will find it. <laughs> to be fair, one of the not not surreal, but when they don't they don't always comment in the, the chat room, but the number of pros that come and tell us they watch the show. And to start with, I was like, Yeah, 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 all right, I'm, yeah. All right. And then Peter Wright once said something to me. He was like, oh, I really enjoyed the show the other day. And in my head, I'm thinking, Yeah, all right. And he said something, and it was the exact quote, and it was the only place we'd ever said it was on the live line. And I was like, All right. Yeah. Yeah, I've had it a few times. Seniors events throw me off massively. Yeah. Yeah. Champion of Champions was probably the main one for me when it was mentioned a lot. 
Yeah. I think the um, best moment is just not being cancelled after Barzi opened his mouth earlier in the year, to be fair. We've, we've done yeah. all right. <laughs> There's still enough of you watching right now that we got away with that one. I'm not normally one to shout out for lights, but we are on 93. We really need to get to 100, or we are going to be staying for further time. And um, you know, I, you know, I never want that. To, to, to be fair, everyone, <laughs> as well, going forward, look, we, we're always trying to improve what we do. Uh, obviously, for, for you guys that, that watch us every week, whether that's the, the, the live lounge or the, the Q School women's series, pro tours, or anything, what would you like from us as well? Because obviously, without you guys, we don't we don't do this, and we can come on and we can talk shit with the best of them for a couple of hours. But... Nonsense. <laughs> but what would you guys like in 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 twenty twenty three as well? Jamie, not a chance. Not a chance. Merchandise. Yes. <laughs> First of all, we need to match. We need we need to be in the same gear. Not Boise Nick in my hoodie from the first time we worked at a bed <laughs> game. That's mine. That's mine. And my spare shirt. Both of them. Um. Yeah. No. That we we know. Um. We will get that sorted. But what? But what else would you guys like? That, that's not happening. We're never not mentioning wrestling again. We can try. <laughs> wrestling and Oasis should go into room 101. That's what I'm oh, saying. You can get out now. Get out. Slide away. <laughs> <laughs> John, O'Shea wants it. John, you've got to talk hard, mate. You're not allowed to have a job with us uncensored. That's how you get fined by the DRA, and we are not paying for that Christmas party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be fair, we could, we could do alternative red button John O'Shea commentary in the women's series. That's behind a paywall where if he gets fined, it don't matter. We are on ninety nine. Come on, let's hit one hundred. Before we get banned by putting John O'Shea on uncensored. <laughs> a, studio, a studio set would be lovely, but one, Boise doesn't drive. And two, Barzi lives way too far south for that to be affordable. But look, we, ha we have got an idea in the pipeline. It's not going to happen overnight, but we are kind of, we've, we've got an idea to perhaps sort that. <clears throat> Private it, gives, it gives the phrase you're going home in a fucking ambulance a bit of legs. <laughs> <laughs> um, I haven't played on the new samurai board yet, so I can't comment on it. No, <laughs> I can't afford that. Yeah, I've well, prayed no chance, not with me and my predictions. Something we can, something we could look at. A live event. We all go together. Pop World. Live lounge sponsored by Pop World. Please. To be fair, I, I I like the sound of this. I'm 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 up for looking at how we can do something like that. 
Vodka. We need more Vodka Wednesdays. That's what we need. I need somebody to drive because now that I can, I owe that many lifts. It's been a sober Wednesday for a long few weeks, apart from last Wednesday, which was lovely. I don't believe I'm coming to join you on a Wednesday and you're not drinking. That's weird. I can sort something out. No, I, I drank <laughs> enough last week. The, the, they were threatening to cut me off. To be fair, that's, that's something that we can potentially look at as well, is speaking with maybe some of the unsung heroes that people don't hear from. So, yeah, I like that. Right, mm-hmm. sure. Um, the amount of work that goes into setting this up, we phone each other about 20 minutes before and go, have we got enough graphics? <laughs> <laughs> well, we, need we have got better. We have got better, but I think long term, look, a studio and an actual producer sat in the background, so you're not clicking stuff. You could actually just focus I'll on. I'll tell you what, I like the idea of this. And we stream it. We stream a barbecue. Beers and barbecue stream. I feel like we've got the perfect host, and he's the one who suggested it. I like this. Mm. I'm a fan of this. Dan, what's your internet like in the pub? Is it better than Darry Anderson's? It's not difficult. (laughs) Do you have a volume button? (laughs) The issue is that everybody has to travel to Newcastle. My hand. My house. Right. Let's be fair. Newcastle, I pretty much have to drive past any... I have to drive past both of yours on the way. I'm not on about the team. We can get the team there. We want fans there. We want to interact with everybody. You guys in the chat, I want to see you guys live. There's the perfect place for interaction. I've already started taking down the days till it happens and it's Blackpool. Please. I'm... um. Yes, Dan. That's what I'm talking about. This could happen. Fine. Parmo and some barbecue. Right. Live stream in the snow. No, thanks. Summer beers and barbecue live stream can happen. We need a DJ. We're royalty free. We need a royalty free DJ. A live, a live, an online darts open. Do you know how sillyly ironic it would be to have an online darts in person knockout? I like that though. That's something that we can look at doing. It, it sort of goes against our name, but yeah. <laughs> John O'Shea's in. He's coming over for the barbecue. <laughs> Again, I, I like the sound of. This as well. I bet you do, because you're sat at the venue doing bugger all. One of us would have to host. <laughs> and uh, I'll be completely on No, I can't say that, because they're about to raid everybody. Uh, it wouldn't be in sync with everybody else watching at home. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, oh. <clears throat> Who's that, who can afford a speedboat? We're not going to get him a real one. We'll get him a plastic one. <laughs> Luther, what you could have won? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> to be fair, that I actually there's some some of the ideas in there have been absolutely superb. There's some really good ones to get our teeth into. 
I, I like them all. I do them all. We just got to fund them all now. <laughs> to be fair, the, the one that we up, we will make happen. Beers and barbecue live stream. Yes. Some mic. I am absolutely up for this. Yeah. Put your legs. Barzi's itching to get his legs out. Basically. What do you mean? They're out now. Yeah. Put them out. I've always got shorts on. You know that. Well, there you are. Yeah. To be honest, he's wearing more than Matt was wearing in Aerodark. <laughs> right, so we need to find a date, work with Dan to use the pub, because one, they've got amazing internet for the beers and barbecue live stream. Yes. It's happening. Super series commentary from online dark subscribe. God, that'll get messy. <laughs> Organise a barbecue, right? Yeah, we'll just have the function room. <clears throat> or we'll all go around to Dan's. I'll tell you what, though. Everyone that has made the live lands what it is, it started as just a let's test this out and, and, and see how it goes. And it's turned into a, a staple of the calendar for, for us and, and for a lot of people. We see... The same people commenting in the chat room supporting us, and it genuinely does mean the world to us, boys. Couldn't agree more, you ginger mess. <laughs> um, but look, hundred episodes next month. We we will go again. We will get to two hundred, and so on, as long as we don't get cancelled. Um, but. <laughs> We are always looking to improve and we'll, we'll always take feedback from you guys on and there's some great stuff there for us to look at for for 2023 and, and beyond. <coughs> but as far as 100 show guys, boys, it's been good. Yeah, I, I can't complain. Yeah, it's, it's not been a bad 100. Huge shout out to, we've took the myth out of him for the past couple of hours in short spurts, but a huge shout out to Jarla Veaton who was a huge part of the the start of this, even if he's at Miller and Tata or dead in married. Or, we, we did try to or, get him on tonight as well because it's yeah, Monday. He might be then married. Who knows? It's Monday. But <laughs> a huge day out to jar. It's in Monday weddings. Um, <laughs> that's yeah. the best part of this. Back to the best moment. Monday. <laughs> Una bloody hell gets married on a Monday. But the the, the thing is, we've, we've made friends from this and friends of the show and everything like that. People come on at a heartbeat. Mace was gutted. He couldn't come on tonight, um, but he had he had stuff on and, and things like that. And it genuinely, it, it means the world to, to all of us. So thank you very much from myself, Gob, Boise, Jar, all the team, Dan's done them, Cam's done them, Charlie's done live lounges. It, it's, it's something that we've created that we never thought we'd get to 100 shows. Um, and two and a bit years on, we're... We're still going strong. Plenty coming up, though. We're not going to get too sentimental. The Masters returns. Um, I'll be there. The boys doing their stuff as well. We'll have plenty of stuff on the website, as always. Plenty of reaction. Plenty of interviews. We've got a couple of new style videos going to pop up as soon as the timing lets us go. I think that's the fair way to put it. Yes. Um, you'll see when it when it does. We've got one penciled 
ready to go. Um, so hopefully you'll like that one. But it wouldn't be us, now that we can do it on air, that we're going to sign out in the only way we know how. First of all, with this. That is us signing off for show 100. I've been Phil Bars, Jack Garwood, Lee Boyce, and to everyone, thank you very much. Give yourselves a round of applause. And of course, we will be back same time, same place for the Live Lounge next week. Everyone, thank you very much for your support and we'll see you all very, very soon. <laughs>